Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 150 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get $10 off of your first order. And we got a lot to get to today. First and foremost, the results of the NHL Draft Lottery and how it pertains to the Rangers just taking a look at the big picture to kind of kick things off here as far as who's going to be picking when and you know who got a good deal and who got a bad deal. If you look at everything that happened during the lottery on Friday, nobody is a big loser of this draft lottery than the Detroit Red Wings. And you do have to feel for them a little bit for the organization, for the fans, even for the players, because they have had just an absolutely miserable season this year, uh, just losing and losing and losing. And it's got to be tough to be a player on the Red Wings and going out there and just constantly getting your head kicked in, constantly being overmatched, but constantly going out there and fighting and trying to get a win, uh, again, you know, it's just a miserable season. And to cap the whole thing off, just a really unfortunate outcome for the Red Wings in the draft lottery because they went into it with the best chance to get the top overall pick. They had an 18.5% chance of getting the first overall pick. Now, that really is not a great chance when you look at it. I mean, that's less than one in five, but they had a better chance than any other team in the NHL of getting that first overall pick. And not only do they not get the first overall pick, but they drop all the way to number four, which is as far as they could possibly drop. So it really could not have gone any worse for the Detroit Red Wings. If it is any consolation for Red Wing fans, and it probably is not, but I'll just say this anyway, the Avalanche not too long ago in 2017 were basically in the same boat. They had an absolutely just terrible season. Uh, the same thing happened to them in the draft. They dropped. They should have been first or, or at least had the best chances to get the first overall pick. And instead, they dropped all the way down to number four. But what did they do with that number four overall pick? They took Kale McCarr, who has become a, a big part of this rebuild. And, you know, the Avalanche have turned things around in relatively short order here. So there is some hope for the Red Wings, and they should still at least be able to do something good with the fourth overall pick. You know, anytime you have a top five pick, you got to be able to hit on it. And they should be able to, but it's a bitter pill to swallow if you're the Red Wings because, you know, you go into it uh, thinking that you at least have a chance uh, to get that first overall pick and you end up picking fourth, which again was a worst case scenario. But the top eight overall picks go like this. A team that is eliminated in the qualifying round will get the first pick of the 2020 NHL draft. And we'll talk about that more extensively in just a second and how it applies to the Rangers. But yes, if the Rangers lose to the Hurricanes, and I hate to even say that because I do think the Rangers will win that series. It's a team that the Rangers have more or less dominated this season and in recent seasons. They are 10-2 and against the Hurricanes in the last 12 meetings between the two franchises. The Rangers won all four games this season. I think they have a very, very good chance to beat the Hurricanes and move on in the playoffs. But if they lose, that's our consolation prize, is that the Rangers will have a 1-8 in eight chance of getting the number one overall pick in the draft. There will be another lottery, and it will come down to the eight teams that get eliminated in the qualifying round. And one of those eight teams, they'll all have an equal chance, 12.5% chance, of getting that first overall pick. The other seven teams that do not get the first overall pick will then be slotted from number 9 to number 15, and they will pick in those spots. And, and once they're eliminated, it goes by right 
regular season win-loss percentage. So the team that gets eliminated in the qualifying round that had the worst record in the regular season will pick ninth, the second worst will pick 10th, so on and so forth. Uh, again, it, it gets confusing, and it's going to get more confusing than that, believe me. But bottom line, uh, if you're looking for the biggest takeaway here, it's that the Rangers, if they lose to the Hurricanes, they will have a 1-8 in eight chance of getting the number one overall pick. Which brings me to my next point, because there's been some chatter on Twitter and on social media, you know, should the Rangers just not beat the Hurricanes? Are we better off as fans if we root against the Rangers, root for them to lose to the Hurricanes, and then have a chance to get that number one overall pick? And to answer that question, let me just say, hell no. We are Ranger fans. We don't do that. And in fact, if you're a real fan of any team in any sport, you don't root against your team. I just, I've never understood this because there's no guarantee that that top one overall pick is going to work out anyway. And I understand that, you know, Alexi Lafreniere is very highly thought of, and, you know, he would certainly bolster any NHL team, but you're really going to throw this away? Like, if you're a Ranger fan and you think that they're better off just losing to the Carolina Hurricanes, you're going to throw away all the fun that we've had this season, all the wins that this team has gotten since the All-Star break. Because, you know, if you remember... And it seems like a century ago with, with everything that's happened in the world since then. But the Rangers going into the All-Star break, many people had them dead and buried. They didn't think there was any coming back from that. They were double-digit points out of the last playoff spot, and they have come storming back, and they have won all these games, and they've beaten good teams, and they've scratched and clawed their way out of the basement of the NHL standings to get within two points of a playoff spot. And that's before we knew that it was going to go to 24 teams. I'm talking get within two points of a 16-team playoff tournament. They were right there, and if the season had continued as scheduled and, and we didn't have all this insanity going on in the world right now that led to a 2014 NHL playoff tournament, I'm not so sure that the Rangers wouldn't have gotten in. They might have continued that run and they might have found a way to get above you know, the cutoff of making the playoffs, maybe one of the last couple of teams into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, one of the two wildcard teams. And the idea that Fans can just shrug that off and just say, oh, well, you know, let's just lose and maybe we'll have a one in eight chance of getting the first overall pick. I'll never understand that, man. This team has left its blood, sweat, and tears on the rink in the second half of this season. They've grown up before our very eyes. They have a chance to get invaluable postseason experience. They're playing a team that they dominate. They have a very good chance to win this series. And there's so many players on the Rangers that are going to be making their Stanley Cup playoff debut. Don't you want to see them succeed? Don't you want to see them thrive in that kind of an environment? And I realize there aren't going to be any fans, so you're not going to get you know a typical uh, Stanley Cup playoff environment because the fans... They really provide the soundtrack, whether you're at home or on the road. Uh, the fans are just so loud, so passionate during the Stanley Cup playoffs, and you're not going to have that. But hey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are the Stanley Cup playoffs. These games are very high stakes. Every single player on that ice is going to be going full bore. And I want these Rangers, these young Ranger players, to have a chance to enjoy that environment if, if they lose to the Hurricanes, then okay, they lose to the Hurricanes. And like I said, that's our can consolation prize, is that they will then have a chance at the first overall pick. But man, what if the Rangers go on a run? Like, it could happen. They're a pretty popular pick. If you look around and you see a lot of articles, uh, you know, a couple of sleeper teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs this season, you know, who, who, could, who could surprise some teams? The Rangers pop up pretty often. And, and you know, the idea that... We would throw all that away just, just for a chance, a 1-8 chance. That's not a good chance. A 1-8 chance at the first overall pick. And if you don't get it, by the way, if you don't get that 1-8, 12.5% uh, thing to happen in your favor, then you drop down to, you know, 9 through, I believe, 14. I don't think the Rangers can be 15th. I, I think there's a way, there, there's no way possible that they can end up uh, in the 15th slot. It would be 9 through 14. So 
yeah, one in eight chance at picking first overall. I, I pass, man. I I'll take my chances in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's see what these young Rangers can do. That, to me, is much more interesting than just having to sit here with our fingers crossed, hoping and wishing and praying that the Rangers get the first overall pick. Now, if they do lose to the Hurricanes, and again, I hate even throwing that out there, but yes, by all means, if they do lose to the Hurricanes, then get excited about the lottery. I mean, at that point, there's nothing else really to root for, and they would have a shot at picking first overall, one in eight shot. So do your thing, do whatever superstitious activities you have to do at your home, do whatever kind of ritual you have to do, and, and hopefully the Rangers end up somehow with that first overall pick. But man, if I have my if I have my choice here, I want the Rangers in the playoffs. I want the Rangers to beat the Hurricanes, even if they lose in the next round. I want to see this team, these young group of players, get their first playoff win. We deserve it as fans, too. You know, we've stuck with this team through this rebuild. We're finally getting to see the fruits of the labor as far as this rebuild is concerned. And, you know, it's fun to see the Rangers back in the postseason. First time in three years, it's going to be a lot of fun watching this team skate in the playoffs. So as far as rooting for them to to lose, I will never, ever do that. I don't think real fans should do that either, especially when they're already in the playoffs. That's another thing. Like, if you root for just a terrible NBA team or a terrible NFL team and you kind of not necessarily root for them to lose, but you start to see the big picture where, okay, we'll have a better chance at the number one overall pick if we lose. I can at least understand that because you're not going anywhere anyway. Like if you have an NFL team that's 1-11 and that's your favorite team, then maybe I could at least in that scenario understand why you may not want them to win any games down the stretch. But the Rangers are already in the playoffs. Like the, the job is done. They're in the tournament. They have a chance. So there's there's no excuse for rooting against the Rangers in this postseason series. I'm sorry. You got to root for your team. Real fans cheer for their team. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That is why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit Locked On Podcasts dot com slash black lives matter again that is locked on podcasts.com slash black lives matter just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of locked on new york rangers is brought to you by built bar it is the best tasting protein and energy bar that i have ever had it's kind of hard to explain you just have to experience it for yourself it's got real chocolate amazing flavors and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. So I think I've made it pretty clear where I stand on the whole practice of tanking, especially as it pertains to the Rangers. You don't tank, you play to win, and especially if you're the Rangers, you're already in the postseason. None of the players on the Rangers are going to tank. None of them are going to be out there thinking about the first overall pick. They're going to be out there thinking about winning a playoff series, and hopefully that's what they end up doing against the Carolina Hurricanes. However, seeing as how the 
possibility of picking first overall is at least on the table for the Rangers. I think it's only fair that we talk about what they would do with that first overall pick. In all likelihood, the Rangers would do exactly what everybody else is probably planning to do if they get that number one pick, and that is to select Alexi Lafreniere. And it's easy to see why people are excited about him. He is 18 years old. He is a left winger. He has played three seasons with the QMJHL, and he has 114 goals and 183 assists for a total of 297 points in just 173 games in that league. He also won the gold medal as part of Canada's World Junior Championships team right here in 2020. And by all accounts, he's going to be a great player in the NHL. You know, every expert that I'm reading seems to think that he's basically a lock to go first overall, regardless of which team ends up having the number one overall selection. But the other point I just want to make here, and it's something that I forgot about in my intro, is that there are no guarantees. You know, there's there's no certainty that Alexi Lafreniere is going to go on to be a, a fantastic NHL player. Now, most signs seem to point that, yes, he will do that, but there are no guarantees. We've seen situations in the NHL draft and other sports where the first overall pick does not work out, or maybe... It's not so much that they don't work out, is that they don't live up to being uh, the first overall pick, and they end up being a good player, but not a great player. It could happen with Lafreniere. I don't think it will, because again, everything that I'm reading says that he is, you know, uh, a grade A top prospect that should go on to do great things in the NHL. But, you know, imagine if we all sit here and we root against the Rangers against the Hurricanes just because we want that one in eight chance that they'll draft first overall, right? And then let's say it actually happens, and they get the first overall pick, and they draft Lafreniere, but maybe Lafreniere doesn't turn out to be all he's cracked up to be. So all those things happen. We had the Rangers losing to the Hurricanes, and you know, foregoing any chance to possibly go on a run, possibly win the Stanley Cup. That happens, and then we get the 1-8 in eight chance to go in our favor, but then Lafreniere himself doesn't work out. So the idea, again, that the people could root against, that Ranger fans could root against the team in this playoff series against the Hurricanes, like, I'll just never understand it. But, yeah, I mean, by all accounts, it does certainly seem like Lafreniere is somebody who is going to go on to have a very nice career for himself in the NHL. And like I said, it's a heck of a consolation prize. I will never root against the Rangers. But if they do happen to lose to the Hurricanes, you better believe I'm going to have my fingers crossed. I'm going to, you know, be very superstitious about everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm saying on here uh, to give the Rangers a chance to get that number one overall pick because, yeah, that, that's a great consolation prize to, to get a prospect of Lafreniere's caliber. And just in case there's anybody out there who's still on the fence might be thinking, yeah, but, you know, maybe, you know, maybe the Rangers aren't yet ready to go on a Stanley Cup run anyway. You know, maybe people have this idea in their heads that the Rangers aren't yet ready to go on a, a true uh, just rampage through the playoffs and really be a true Stanley Cup threat. And so maybe the idea is if we're not going to win the whole thing anyway, that, okay, let's just lose right away and have a chance at this guy. Fine. I don't agree with that, but I'll at least I'll, I'll accept that, that viewpoint. And that's all well and good, but I'm going to try to get even the last few dissenters that might be out there on the side of let's go Rangers in the playoffs. Go win as many playoff games, as many playoff series as you can. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to remind all of you that this Carolina Hurricane team, again, you know, the, the news cycle moves so fast, it's easy to forget this. This didn't happen that long ago. But again, I will remind you, the Hurricanes were one of only two teams, along with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who voted against the return to play proposal. And their reason for doing that, it was pretty much exposed. They were trying to avoid the Rangers. They they did not want to play this team that has had their number and just basically had their way with them for the past three seasons. 
And, and the thing that still really gets me is the fact that the Hurricanes actually suggested that the Rangers should only be able to advance past them if they win four out of the five games of this best-of-five series. That is absolutely ridiculous. The Hurricanes finished just two points ahead of the Rangers in the regular season, so they need to get off their high horse. And if you're a Ranger fan, you should be looking forward to this series, man, because, you know, it's Rangers-Hurricanes, and... It doesn't have the storied history of, you know, Rangers Islanders, Rangers Flyers, Rangers Penguins, Rangers Capitals, whoever you want to name. But the Hurricanes have basically just given us a reason not to like them. And so Ranger fans should be chomping at the bit, really looking forward to this series, wanting the Rangers to just take care of business, sweep them right out of the playoffs, and hopefully go on some kind of a run here. Because after what the Hurricanes pulled, after they basically fought this thing kicking and screaming, I think most Ranger fans should want a piece of this team and should want to see the Rangers take them out. But as far as the rest of the NHL draft scenarios are concerned as it pertains to the Rangers, a couple other things I want to cover here, a couple other uh, possible outcomes that could play out. Um, so we already know if the Rangers lose to the Hurricanes, then they could end up with the number one overall pick, but it's just a one in eight chance that that happens. I've seen some people on social media talking about how the Rangers uh, could possibly win the Stanley Cup and also get the first overall pick. I do not believe that is true because it gets confusing, so just try to stay with me here. And I'm believe me, I'm trying to digest it myself. You need a doctorate in draftology to understand all this. But the Rangers in the Brady Shea trade got a first-round pick from the Carolina Hurricanes. That is true. However, the Hurricanes in this upcoming draft have actually two first-round picks, or, or they did before that trade uh, involving Brady Shea. And the way that the trade works is the Hurricanes, after the season is over and we see where everybody is drafting, the Hurricanes will have the option to give the Rangers whichever of the two first-round picks that they want to give the Rangers. And so, obviously, the Hurricanes would give the Rangers the later of those two first-round picks. So if the Rangers win the Cup, they're not getting the first overall pick. I, I don't think that can happen. I, I've been pouring through all these scenarios, and I don't see a way that that can play out. But the other thing that's interesting here is the Hurricanes coming into this year had two first-round picks, their own and also one from the Toronto Maple Leafs. However... The pick that the Hurricanes acquired from Toronto is, quote-unquote, top 10 protected. So, if it turns out that the Leafs, let's say they get knocked out of the qualifying round, and they win the lottery, and they get the number one overall pick, they would get that draft pick back from the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Leafs would get to pick first overall. And in that scenario, the Rangers would then get the other first-round pick from the Hurricanes, and so the Hurricanes would then, they, they would really lose in that scenario because they would not get either of their two first-round picks. But, um, yeah, the bottom line, in a nutshell, the Rangers can only get the number one overall pick if they lose to the Hurricanes and then win the lottery, which they have a one-in-eight chance of doing. Again, I don't want that to happen. I want the Rangers to take out the Hurricanes and go on a nice Stanley Cup playoff run here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. 
They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Going to shift gears here and uh, kind of wrap up today's episode by talking a little bit about the rumors that Lindy Ruff could be on his way out as assistant coach of the Rangers. The reason being, he has apparently emerged as a very serious candidate to be the next head coach of the New Jersey Devils. And for anybody who needs a refresher or anybody who may not be familiar, we might have some younger fans here, may not be familiar with Lindy Ruff's uh, work as a head coach in the past in the NHL, uh, just kind of give you uh, the cliff notes here. He spent 15 seasons as head coach of the Buffalo Sabres. That's a very long time for anybody to be the head coach of any franchise in any sport, really, in pro sports. But yeah, he was with the Sabres for 15 years. He was actually fired early in the 15th year. But yeah, either way, very, very long time to spend with one team. He started there in 1997-98 and was fired in 2012-2013. He made the playoffs in eight of those seasons. His team made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in his second year, which was in 1998-1999. They lost to the Dallas Stars in six games in the finals that year. Very controversial in Game 6 because it went into triple overtime with the Stars leading the series three games to two. And the Stars score the game winner, but Brett Hull's skate was in the crease, which was not allowed at the time. And really, that goal should have been disallowed. I don't even think they reviewed it. It was just a really bizarre situation. So Lindy Ruff and his team uh, kind of got cheated there, at least out of a chance to continue playing in Game 6 and maybe force a Game 7. But... After leaving the Sabres, he moves on to the Dallas Stars. He's their head coach for four years. He made the playoffs twice in those four seasons, but never got past the second round. And then in 2017, he becomes the assistant coach of the New York Rangers under Elaine Vigneault. So he survived AV's firing and uh, has remained the assistant coach under David Quinn. And, you know, I know Ruff has kind of gotten some mixed reviews from Ranger fans because there have been times where this team has really struggled defensively, and a lot of that falls on Lindy Ruff. You know, that's supposed to be his forte. He's supposed to be able to help these guys up. Uh, play good defensive hockey, and at times it really hasn't been there. But you got to keep in mind, the Rangers, for a lot of Ruff's tenure as assistant coach of the Rangers, the Rangers have been in something of a rebuild, and there's going to be some growing pains, and you're going to take some lumps over those times, and the Rangers certainly have. There have been times where they have not been good defensively, even this season, you know, especially early in the season, uh, just giving up way too many goals, getting caught out of position, and just not playing sound defensive hockey. Uh, but I think you also, to be fair here, you got to look at the work that Lindy Ruff has done with uh, some of these Ranger defensemen. And I'm not saying that he deserves 100% of the credit for, uh, you know, several Ranger defensemen enjoying breakouts this season. But look at some of these guys. Look at the contributions you're getting at out of uh, Ryan Lindgren, Adam Fox, and Tony D'Angelo. All three of those guys are giving you so much more than I think you probably could have expected coming into the season. And Lindy Ruff has clearly played uh, a part in that, at least a part in that, because again, you know, he focuses on the defensive aspect of the game. You got to believe he's done a lot of work with these guys. With Adam Fox, I mean, everybody knew he had potential, uh, certainly a prospect uh, that we acquired from Carolina, but I don't know that anybody was ready for this, for the kind of breakout season that he would have this year, this soon, already emerging really as, as one of the better 
two-way defenseman in this league. I mean, he might already be in the elite defenseman category and certainly a threat to win Rookie of the Year. You've got Tony D'Angelo, and D'Angelo, you know, we all knew coming into this year, he's got some raw skill, but I don't know that he had really put it all together as of yet, but he has grown by leaps and bounds this season under Lindy Ruff. I think D'Angelo is still kind of... Uh, known as an offensive defenseman, but his defensive game has improved as well. He's continuing to get better and better, and again, doing it under the tutelage of Lindy Ruff. And Ryan Lindgren. I mean, Lindgren, we barely knew who Ryan Lindgren was coming into this season. He started the year in the minors. Uh, he got a chance when Liber Hayek went down, and he has just never looked back. He has been solid as a rock for the Rangers, and somebody who, if you're a Ranger fan, you got to be pretty excited about uh, having him on the team for the foreseeable future. And again, Lindy Ruff, I would have to imagine, again, he concentrates on the defensive aspects of the game. you got to believe he's helped Ryan Lindgren at least a little bit. So you got to give him credit with the development of all three of these defensemen. And I don't think any of us saw this coming, where, where Fox, Linger, and D'Angelo would all play this well this season. I mean, there certainly there was reasons for optimism with these players, but man, they, they have all just grown by leaps and bounds this season and uh, really just have kind of solidified the Ranger blue line. And again, Lindy Ruff has to be given at least some credit uh, as it pertains to their development. As far as Lindy Ruff being a head coach again, I mean, look, uh, this is the goal for most assistant coaches in the NHL. If you, if you make it to the NHL as an assistant coach, first of all, that's already a tremendous accomplishment. But in most cases, I think if you look around the league, most assistant coaches, probably the ultimate goal for them is to eventually be a head coach. And obviously with Lindy Ruff, it's a little bit different because he already has been a head coach. And in fact, he has coached 1,493 regular season games as a head coach in the NHL. He has 736 wins, 554 losses, 78 ties, 125 overtime losses. He has coached his teams to the playoffs 10 times and gone 66 and 54 in those games. So he has had success, and it was probably only a matter of time until he at least got another chance, another chance to be interviewed, another chance to probably be a head coach again. Even if he doesn't get the Devils gig, I get the feeling that he eventually probably will be a head coach. He's won a lot of games in this league, and I, I know there will be people who say, well, you know, there's a different time. The game is kind of passing by a little bit, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I think Ruff, and I hate saying this as a Ranger fan, I think he makes a lot of sense for the Devils right now. Because if you look at this Devils team, it's a team that really has kind of underachieved the last few years and just frankly hasn't been any good. So I feel like Lindy Ruff, a little bit of a safe pick. Again, he's somebody who's won a lot of games in the NHL. He's somebody who's going to command respect. He's somebody that's going to go in there and demand effort from a team that was kind of lacking in the effort department, at least at times this season. The Devils have missed the playoffs in seven out of the last eight seasons. The Devils right now have Alan Nazardine as the interim coach. He, of course, replaced John Hines, who was fired earlier this season after the Devils just got off to a horrific start. Hines had been the coach there for five years, though, and... You know, whereas with Hines, I, I think the Devils kind of rolled the dice and they tried to be bold and they tried to bring in somebody new. Hines, I believe, was only 40 years old when he got the head coaching gig as coach of the Devils, but it really just hasn't worked out. For a while, it seemed like he had them pointed in the right direction, but they've only made the playoffs one out of his five years there. Of course, he was fired, uh, you know, midway through this, his fifth season, but they weren't going to the playoffs anyway. So I, I think after you kind of try to be bold like that and get a new coach. I think maybe the thing you do as a franchise is you try to maybe play it a little bit safer this time around. And I think Lindy Ruff is kind of a safe coach because like I said, the players are going to respect him. He walks into the building with a little bit of cachet. He's kind of old school. I think he'll whip them into shape and get them, you know, 
competing at a level that they need to compete at night in and night out, which did not happen this season. Again, a very disappointing season for the Devils. A lot of people had them pegged as, you know, uh, something of a contender this season, but it was just a complete disaster. And obviously, listen, as a Ranger fan, it would be unfortunate to see Lindy Ruff go to a rival team, but it is what it is. Lindy Ruff wants to be a head coach again. There's a job that's open for him and a team that has a lot of room for improvement. So certainly I could find no fault uh, with Lindy Ruff if he chose to take the job. We'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Devils end up picking a different candidate, and maybe Lindy Ruff is right back there with the Rangers as assistant coach next season. Maybe he ends up coaching a different NHL team. You never know. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep an eye on that and uh, keep an eye on those rumors going forward. But that will do it for today, guys. The other thing I just wanted to mention real quick here at the end, give a quick shout-out to Kevin Lowe. Uh, big congratulations to him on making the Hall of Fame. He was elected alongside Ken Holland, Marion Hossa, Jerome McGinley, Kim St. Pierre and Doug Wilson to the class of 2020. Well-deserved. Uh, Kevin Lowe won the Stanley Cup six times, of course, in 1994 with the Rangers and then five other times with the Edmonton Oilers. But we'll talk a little bit about him in our next episode. Uh, I want to give him uh, you know, the proper amount of time, maybe even talk about some of the other NHL Hall of Famers as well. And uh, as for the Hub Cities, the big announcement here is that there is still no announcement. They are still figuring that out. It does sound like Vegas and possibly Edmonton could be the front runners right now. Uh, but again, that's a situation we're just going to have to monitor and uh, we'll talk about that in our next episode. Hopefully by then there's an announcement. But once again, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for sticking with this podcast through all these crazy times that we're living in. And if you'd like to get in touch, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.